Good morning, good morning. This is Reverend Melcina Yancey White with Yancey Family Ministries. So glad to be with you another blessed Saturday morning for this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Wow, we're going to be glad because he woke us up this morning. Ah, but not just for us to be about our own business because he wants to walk with us. He wants to talk with us on today. Amen. That's a good reminder and good news right there. Ah, he wants to spend time with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Let me get into my good morning shout outs. I'm going to start with my loving husband, Reverend Johnny White, pastor of Olive Grove Missionary Baptist Church. And good morning to our church family. Also, good morning for my sponsor for the month of January, which is Hope of Glory Ministries. And also, good morning. To my monthly describers, God bless you. I just got noticed that another person has become a monthly subscriber. If you desire to become a monthly describer, subscriber, excuse me, to my podcast in support of me also on the radio station, you can go to my podcast and you would see that option there. And I just thank God for those that are partnering with me. Amen. For what God has called me to do. I thank God for you every time I get that notice. I, it just humbles me and it makes me even more grateful that God has called me to do what he's doing. And he does not call you and just leave you out there. Amen. He sends you what you need. I know I have a witness because so many of us has been called to do what we're doing. Amen. And God is taking care of us. Good care of us. Hallelujah. So I want to get into my lesson today because I want to play a song I haven't played in quite a while. And so I want to just, again, thank you to everyone who's supporting. Again, I give my podcast number. If you ever want to reach out, that's 919-695-7620. People have also used that number to reach out to book or try to book the Yancey. So again, that number is 919-695-7620. I want to get into the word today and again play a song if I have time. I'm still in John 5. I'm still in John 5. And I just want to talk about three different sort of points today. I'll just talk about three different things. I don't know if it'll be points to you, but just share some thoughts um, that's been going on in my sort of spirit and what I'm sort of pulling out of the word. Um, one of the points or thoughts that's in my head in reading the text, and I'm going to read some of the scriptures that I haven't quite read yet in John 5. And the first point comes from the verses 2 and 3. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called the Hebrew in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And sort of what jumped out to me that I want to talk about is that how we had never overlooked. Amen. I thought about the crowd, the multitude, and how in, in the eyes of Christ, I'm never lost in a crowd. Amen. I could be in a room full of people and he knows every individual in that room. He knows all about us. And I thought about the world population that there are more than 8 billion people in the world, but yet he sees us. Hey man, isn't that good news? Isn't that a good reminder right there that he sees us? And not only does he see, see us, he knows all about us. He knew the state of this impotent man. 
and and that it just reminded me that that it also encouraged me because sometimes we feel like a little fish in a big pond, amen, um, when we're going about our day. And I love the fact that he sees us, he knows all about us. And then and the scripture shared with us that he comes to us. He doesn't just see you from a distance and know about you, but he visits. Amen. Hallelujah. He comes to you. Um, he knows your name. Hallelujah. Um, I just want to encourage us right here. Um, he comes to us and he lets us know that he sees us. He sees us. He lets us know that he knows all about it. Um, there isn't any uprising and down sitting in your life that he doesn't know about. Um, and if you really want to get down to the core of our faith, he is my uprising. He is my down sitting. Um, I, in him, I live and move and have my being and he comes to us. Amen. Cause we feel sometimes feel like that little fish in a big pond. We sometimes feel, feel like the least of them. Amen. If you ever felt like you, it was just invisible to people and you feel like you're the least, but not in the eyes of our creator. Amen. Sometimes we feel like the unlikely, the outcast. Sometimes we can even feel like the black sheep of the group or the black sheep of the family. Sometimes we feel like uh, we're the less likely to succeed. Come on. It's just so much always going on in our life. And it seems like we make, take a step forward. We end up taking two steps backwards. We just feel like sometimes we're the less likely to succeed. And as I talked about last Saturday in the last podcast, and sometimes we feel like we're forgotten that everybody else is being blessed and God has forgotten about our needs. But I come today to remind you that the enemy is a liar and all those emotions and feelings, the thoughts that we, that travel through our minds, that Jesus, he, and here comes Jesus in our lives. Amen. And we can have all those emotions and won't he show up? Amen. He'll just show up and he'll see about us. Come on. He comes through for us. And that multitude, sometimes it can make us feel like we feel like, again, we're the least, uh, I'm a weird, that little fish in that big pond, but I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't care where you are in your season. I don't care what, how other people are being blessed. You are not forgotten. You are not the least of them in the eyes of Christ. For he said, whatever you do unto the least, you do unto me. Woo, that's a good reminder right there that we are counted worthy um, for the cross, that he did that for us too. I don't care how more your life may be or how chaotic or how long you've been sick, how long you've been impotent, how long you've had cancer, how long you've been in a state of, of the, that disease, uh, um, that virus or whatever you trouble you've been in. I don't care how long things have been going off and a little wrong in your life. He sees you. He knows all about it. And each day I told you last week, each day is a day closer to your deliverance, but I don't want us to feel intimidated by the multitude. Hallelujah. I don't want us to be intimidated by how many people are either like us in trouble with us or sick with us or in the crowd with us. He sees us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He sees us and knows all about it. He'll come to the rescue. Hallelujah. He's right there and he's going to trouble the water for you. Um, you don't need to seek um, a place to go. Um, he comes to us. Thank you, Jesus, because we're seeking him and our faith is in him. Hallelujah. 
And I want to keep going because there's some other points I want to bring here or talk about. Um, and we know that after he heals him, he slips away into the crowd. If you remember that and read that a little further down, that after he heals the man and it was the Sabbath, and we know that there was other trouble that was stirred because he did what he did on the Sabbath. But Jesus slips away in the crowd and the man, the impotent man, who is now healed and has been made whole. Amen. Um, he couldn't describe why, who healed him because he was questioned about why he was walking around carrying his bed on the Sabbath. And he didn't know who that was that healed him. But in verse 14, I just want to go there because the, the word of God says afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple. Uh, he comes back to find him. And said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Amen. I'm enjoying this text. He said, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. Hallelujah. And then in the NIV version. I want to read that verse 14. It said, later Jesus found him in the temple and said unto him, see, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Um, the next thought I want to bring in here that deliverance comes with a warning. I want to talk about that a little bit, how deliverance comes with a warning. Um, it's a love warning. I want to point that out. Um, I almost want to think that the man was a little bit intimidated or offended by Jesus telling that because he went quickly to tell them who 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 healed them. But that that's another sermon. Um, but that's our nature, Amen. But deliverance comes with a warning, and as you know, he chastises us um, with love, Amen. Um, love is in the correction. Love is in the warning. Um, deliverance come with a warning. I love the fact that Jesus found him. That was love that found him again. To so he heed to the lifestyle he's living. Amen. I get excited when when I think about this because Jesus loves us enough. Um, to give us the word. Amen. That's why you need to go to church. You need to understand the core and the nature of the one that you're seeking to heal you. Um, you need to understand the nature and the ways of the one you want to deliver you. Amen. Um, you need to know how, who he is and more about him. Um, you're praying, but you need to get into the word. You need to get around those that are filled with the word. You need to get around those that's able to interpret the word. Um, you need that Bible study. Um, you need that Sunday morning sermon. You need your time in the word with God to commune with him. He woke you up that he can tell you about the life that you're living. Oh, uh, he wants to walk with you and he wants to talk with you. Come on. He wants you to be clear and clearly understand his nature and his ways. So those, those things that you need from him and you're seeking for him, they, I believe in today and I speak and I believe he wants to perform for you, but he wants you to understand his ways. He says, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. He just don't want to heal you. He don't want you in a worse state than you already was before he came to you. That's love. 
Hallelujah. And the more I thought about that, I'm like, Lord, warn me. Help me to understand your nature because I got some prayers before you. But I need to not be in this state worse than what I was before. When you deliver me, I don't want this to circle back. I don't want to become full circle to what you deliver me from. I don't want my life to be in a cycle. I want the cycle broken. Hallelujah. I don't want you to deliver me only to find myself back here in a worse state in years time. This was a love warning. He wanted the man to understand his nature. He wanted the man to understand how sin works. For the wages of sin is death. God wants us to understand that. He wants to deliver you, but he also needs you to understand how sin works. The wages of sin. This is how sin rewards. And so to speak, for lack of a better word, this is the wages. This is how it pays. It pays with death. He needs us to understand that. Yeah, you want him to come through for you, but you need to understand the nature of the life you're living. He needs you to give you that warning. He wants you to understand how he works and how sin works. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for that love warning. He don't want to deliver you from crack. And then you don't understand the sin that's in your life and what else it can cause. Thank you, God. I thank him for going back to find the man because only he know the depth of the life he was living before all the, the everybody else knew is that he was impotent. He was on the porch, but then everybody didn't know how he got there. We know you're going through, but how did you get there? I'm going to keep going because there's another point I want to bring out here before I, I run out of time. I don't think I'm going to get to that song. But the other idea, the other thought that came to my mind and point I want to bring out is that he looked beyond his fault and he saw his need. But the other phrase I want to use here, God did it. Jesus did it anyway. Because I'm an anyway person. I know there's somebody else listening that you praise God because he did it anyway. Your life was not perfect. You did not deserve it. You was not living a righteous life, but he saved you anyway. Come on. You know that the state that you were in, the predicament you were in was by your own decisions. I know you blame other folks, but the core of you knew that you got yourself in that situation. It was your destructive behavior that got you there. It was your disobedience that got you there. But you, you need to shout because you know God did it anyway. You know that you won't write in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, but Jesus came through and healed you anyway. He delivered you anyway. He pulled you out the street anyway. He let that job door open for you anyway. Come on. You, oh God, I ran out of time. I pray that that encourage your heart. I might go back and dig a little deep with this, but I just, I, I, I'm, oh, I ran out of time. Lord, thank you. I thank you for what I was able to get out. And I want to say to you today, throughout today and every day, to rejoice and be glad. Why? God loves you.